All right, everyone, hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to another edition of Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get y'all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your first sprint race. That's right. So if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I am the Iron Kahuna, podcasting from TriGeek Dreams Labs in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Iron Will, coming to you from just outside the Windy City, from the Through the Wall World Headquarters. Welcome to podcast, uh, Get Your Geek On, podcast number 45. What's, 45. What's, what's 50, our golden our golden anniversary? Yeah, um, it's our Zip Wheels anniversary, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, I guess it means since I already have Zip Wheels, i got to get you some, right? Oh. Yeah, actually, I got, I got Zip Wheels. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do then? Give each uh, other give each other carbon fiber. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I need nothing. I just need your friendship. Is what I need. Oh, I know. Maybe we give something away to somebody else for our fiftieth. Oh, that'd be good. Hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. I don't hey. know. I don't know about carbon fiber and zip wheels though. But uh, no, well, so- maybe, maybe I we think can work socks would be good. I think socks. I think is socks. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> socks. Drymax socks is the fiftieth. <laughs> Drymax socks. By the way, they they are a sponsor of us. But I'm in love with my Drymax socks. I can't. I can't I go. I can't go back to any other. Once you go, dry max, you'll never go Once back. Once you go dry max, you. you... <laughs> yeah, I know. We gotta talk about the contest. Everybody, all of the contestants have gotten their socks now, so we are ready to rock and roll with the contest and uh, having everybody put them through the ringer and sending us their fantastic adventures for the world to vote upon. Oh, good, good. I really so, enjoyed the, um, yeah. go ahead. Do you have anything else to say on that one? I'm sorry I interrupted you. Um, oh, no. Um, okay. About the contest? Yeah. Uh, no, I think we're good. Okay. And then the, um, <laughs> the uh, and then you have your, your Evo Try had a great contest. It's still going on, um, which is you had, and I, w- I was a little oh, slow, yeah. slow to the party, but you had uh, anybody who wanted to be a, be considered as a uh, sponsored team member, which would include, you know, a great bike and wetsuits and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, they submitted a video. And if you go Evo, E-V-O, try, all one word, in the um, on YouTube, you'll get these incredibly inspirational videos and really well done. I was, I was just stunned at the quality of, um, you know, they have B-roll rolling across their... Uh, their words and and they're very creative and mm-hmm. inspirational. So if you're looking for a little inspiration or you just want to get to know some of the bloggers and other other triathletes out there, go to, go to YouTube and type in Evo Try, and uh, it, th- right. that's a that's a great idea. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the um, there there are quite a few videos out there, and uh, so if you just type in Evo Try, you won't even be able to see all of them. Um, but uh, you know, making the team, all kinds of different things you can type in to see them all. But basically, yeah, people were going to answer the three questions that we had for our first contest. We're going to have two more contests that are going to kind of be a little bit different. So for those who felt they were video challenged, they'll be able to, to throw their swim cap in the water for the next two contests. But uh, yeah, there's some great, great videos out there. Unfortunately, we could only uh, select 10 um, in order to have the tri-community vote on who best uh, addressed those three questions. But yeah, it was a really tough decision because they were all so good. 
Mm. And, and and just for people to, who don't know, Evo Try is give me, give it to me in one sentence. In one sentence, <laughs> yes. Evo Try is a group of age group triathletes, uh, just kind of normal everyday people, who are the companies you know like BMC and Cyclops and Vision Quest Coaching, Two Times You, Zip. Um, these huge companies are coming together to kind of promote camaraderie in the sport and uh, giving back to the community. And that's kind of what we're about, just sort of trying to get as many people involved as we can uh, for the evolution. And any – that's a long sentence, by the way. And any um, – I know, I know. Anybody who – Miss America syndrome. <laughs> Did you ever hear that Miss America deal where it was uh, – that wasn't Miss America. Where it oh. was, was it about us uh, – was it they couldn't find America on the map or something like that? United States of America. Oh, Did no. you ever see that? Oh, it's so funny. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, I just don't know where the OC is. That's all. It's, it's just it's <laughs> just the center of the universe is all. <laughs> I was going to make a point. Uh, Evo Try. Oh, so so people can become members of Team Evo Try. But what you're looking at is the sponsored members, people that are going to get outfitted like a pro. So there's two, there's sort of two, yeah. um, there's two levels here. Yeah, we're going to, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have, uh, we're going to invite people to become uh, Evo ambassadors, which uh, will basically, you know, be to, you're already doing this good in the community, get your message out there. The mission of Team Evo tries basically help people become involved in the sport, uh, mm-hmm. grow the sport, uh, give back to the community, do good things in the name of sport and personal evolution. And we're just trying to really connect everybody, all of the endurance athletes basically across the globe. And uh, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up for that. So everybody will be able to be involved in that. Um, and then we, we're going to have the, the selected um, sponsored members who are going to have that larger platform to sort of promote that idea and uh, bring as many people along as we can. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, by the way, are, we got so, a, we got a nice little uh, plug for Get Your Geek On um, from a gal. Hold on. A gal at the uh, Denver Post. Her name, I'm trying to get her name, uh, Jacqueline Feldman. So if you're listening, Jacqueline, uh, thank you very much. But she wrote, she's trying to get in shape for her wedding. And so she wrote a whole big um, front page on the fitness section uh, deal about how she got in shape for her wedding. And one of the ways she got in shape was she said... uh, she listened to her favorite podcast about triathlons, Get Your Geek On. It's, it's produced by two triathlete bloggers and mixes fun banter, which I guess this is kind of, interesting <laughs> ruminations about <laughs> triathlon, and interviews with coaches and other athletes. The podcast is available through iTunes. And uh, so thank you very oh. much for that uh, little bit of publicity. And then we also got um, yeah. someone wrote a comment sure about it's for the Denver Post, right? Denver Post is, you know, big league. Yeah. Big league wow. journalist. You know, journalists are, uh, are uh, I don't know what they are. <laughs> Commodity these days, yeah, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have, um, oh, someone wrote me, God dang it, where is it? Someone wrote me that a lot of people have found our podcast, it's very interesting, in, an, in a typical obsessive triathlete or new triathlete fashion. They've listened, um, is that our special correspondent? In the background? Uh, yeah, okay. in the background there, trying to make peanut butter and jelly. Got it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I lost my train of thought. Um, 
What's I saying? Oh, they, they, they listen to our podcast yeah. from one to forty-five now. I guess uh, straight through, or you know, taking some breaks here and there. But oh yeah, um, it's kind of interesting the, the to have lost episodes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I wonder if we've gotten better or not. Um, I hope so. That first episode, you know, we ought to go back one of these days just for uh, just for reminiscing and um, play like a couple clips or something from some of our older shows. You know what? We could so do that. that. Can, That'd be fun. Maybe we can have people. Yeah. Like maybe who, we can have people even um, send in like their favorite, I don't know, bloopers their, or whatever. Their favorite portion. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. If we could play them and uh, comment on them about how lame we are. Any rate, how, how's your training? How's your training going? This is. Let's get on to more important stuff. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. That is a funny question, actually. Um. I don't, I don't like the answer so the far. Oh my gosh. You know, this is like a, a rocky, um, a rocky intro for me this year. Much like I think, wasn't I like this last year? I come out of the off season hard. It's a, it's, right. a, it's like I don't know. Actually, trying to get up in the morning again is really kicking you, my butt. But you what? come out of it soft, not hard. Oh, you know what I mean. It's like it's a it's a rough, rocky kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I just got to do it. I mean, the answer to it all is I just got to get up out of bed and do it. And that was like the biggest roadblock for me in the beginning is the first ten minutes, and uh, that mm-hmm. translated to you know the first ten minutes, the first ten minutes of anything almost uh, that require work just suck. The first ten minutes of working out sucks. The first ten minutes of anything requiring work sucks. But when you get past that you're good. So I think I just have to, when I'm awake and I get up in the morning, I just have to not think about it. And I just have to get up so I can catch the bus and go and get on with mm-hmm. the, get on with things. And you're so a fur- window you're, of opportunity. And you're at a bigger disadvantage because you get up and it's dark and freezing ass cold out. And yes. so that's, oh, yes. that's a harder, yeah, the that's idea harder road. Exactly. The idea of trying to go to the pool, oh my god, I have no idea. I was I was insane. Do you know, like when I was training for Ironman, mm-hmm. do you know I used to get up at three, whatever it was, three thirty in the morning, and because it was so cold outside, and I had to go swim, I would go run at the track, like uh, wind sprints and speed drills and whatnot, in order to get into. And I would make my it would be so cold that by the time I got into the pool, then um, it was actually I was warm getting in the cold water because I was already so cold <laughs> that. Is just the most train wreck obsession I've ever seen. I can't. I can't. I don't know how I did it. I don't know. <laughs> and, and you, you do, you do all but, your bike, uh, biking on um, a trainer. Is that correct? Right now. For now, but uh, today it's pretty nice outside. So I think. Um, I mean, it's only like I don't know, 35, 40 degrees, but it's sunny and the roads are clean. So I think I might try to hit it outside because it's a it's a two hour ride. And man, I don't know. As as much as I love the Cyclops Fluid Two Trainer, I just I gotta be moving and going somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and do you ever go to the gym and work out? Um, yeah, they have, we they have, have gyms a, in your place in your town. Believe it or not, even even <laughs> that have um, electricity and stuff, not just the old huts with the <laughs> with the makeshift sticks and stones uh, weights. Um, but uh, yeah, I we have a really nice Y and uh, YMCA over here that has a, a nice pool and all, Nautilus machines and all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. I try to get there, but uh, yeah, it's it's the whole. It's the whole momentum getting it getting it going again. So I'm sure I'm not the only one that's uh, having to just suck it up and do it. So how right how, now. how let's let's explore this for a second. How bad are you? I mean, have you? Uh, <laughs> oh let, let's take your past week. What uh, what was your workout like? Oh my gosh! I think um, Tr- truthfully, let's see. 
truthfully, uh, let's see. I've had. I think I've. I'm probably averaging. Um, I bet I'm. I bet I'm forty percent. I think. Uh, the uh, accomplished. <laughs> 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 okay. So it's, it's been so a rough 40%, week, though, man. I bet you. I bet you it's more like twenty because you don't want to admit the other twenty. Is that no, correct? I mean I would tell you if I'm going to okay. say I suck, it's going to be like how how much I suck. But right. yeah, I've, I, the runs the runs are the easiest to get in. The swims are the most difficult to get in. Um, and the bikes, it's you know, kind of trying to get over to the Y at my lunch and squeeze it in because I know at night it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then if I've already overslept in the morning, it's like, okay, this is my only shot. So, mm-hmm. And so I, I think I've been about 40%. And uh, the the trick now is going to be to make it obviously closer to uh, 100%. But I have a reason. This is what I'm getting at. The past, better said, I guess I have an excuse. But it was my daughter's birthday. Um, and uh, we had the launch of the Evo Tri contest and stuff. And so I did a lot of writing and, and uh, stuff for that and uh you know, talking back and forth with the different team members so my my long-winded explanation slash excuse is that uh now that that is all done and over with i should be able to hit it now regularly so okay and for those of you who are out there listening <laughs> those are horrible excuses because you, everybody has excuses uh and um yeah Iron i know knows this too. that's try. why she's uh so she's gotta she's gotta get going and if you know and uh I, on the other hand, am in incredible shape oh, right now. Rock star, <laughs> of course. No, it helps that I'm. I'm actually have. I'm doing this uh, book leave, so I'm writing a book, and it um, the schedule is uh, much easier than actually, you know, going to a job and and much more flexible, I should say. So. And you tell everybody about that. You're almost done, aren't you? I'm almost You're done. Your book? I'm writing a book uh, for Harper Collins, in case people don't know, and uh, it's about sort of my my journey from being a real gung ho Christian to being a um, I don't even know what you call it, but someone who's very disillusioned by religion and questioning of God um, during my eight years as a religion writer for the L.A. Times, and um, so I've got about 17 chapters uh, in the book, and I've completed 15 of them, so I have. 16 and 17 and then the first draft is done and after that it goes to awesome second draft and then probably a third draft and then done so it's ahead of schedule and then you get to go on a book tour right yeah, I get to go on a book tour, and uh, I don't, don't know how many cities. I hopefully I'll be on, uh, you know, some TV shows, and we'll, we'll get you the we'll get you the schedule oh, as it comes my up. Gosh. So, um, the, can you uh, tell people the the name? You know, I I'm, the name is changing. I don't know what the name is going to be. It's going to be something like okay. like um, Test of Faith, or um, I'm not quite sure. Leap of Faith. Leap or- of Faith, or fall of faith um some something falling falling from grace or yeah something like that it was it was from grace it was going to be called and it, it may still be but it was going to be called um jesus wept which is the shortest sentence in the in the bible and one that uh um oh yeah that's right uh but but I, i'm not sure that for people that are non-religious um you know if that's going to grab them or not so um We'll see. These these mm-hmm. are these are decisions made by people far um, smarter and uh, more experienced than I am. So um, <laughs> we'll we'll figure that out. But I am getting oh, I'm, cool. I'm being interviewed by the uh, the BBC is sending a um, BBC Radio oh. is sending a crew out to my house on uh, on uh, this week, and uh, they're they're doing a big uh, I think a big story on on me and interviewing oh. 
my wife and my pastor, former pastor, and um, it's kind of, they're like, hello, William, this is, I mean, it's just... <laughs> There's the king's wow, English. Wow, so you're like internationally common. cool now. Yeah, I am. That's true. That's true. That, <laughs> well, I've been on I've been on Canadian radio. Um, uh, yeah, English yeah. radio. You know, I, I, I the English You've been speaking on Canadian radio. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was on this a guy named Drew Marshall. I was, I was on his show um, a, a while back. Oh um, wow! So, so now you've got the European connection, though. Uh, yes, I'm on the, on the, well, it's not the continent, is it? It's, it would be, uh, on, across the pond, on the island. Across of, the pond. Uh, across the pond, so. Oh, very cool. Any rate, um, that's. I'm so excited. That. Will you still talk to us when you're, when you're, uh, Oprah famous? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but what's nice is, I mean, uh, you, you really, you really understand how difficult it is when you have a job, um along with family and everything else to get work out in because I mean it's not a lot of give. I mean in, in in doing this I'm flexible where I can say, okay, I'm gonna work really hard here and then I'm gonna be able to take two hours off here and I'm you know, my own boss doing that and it's been it's been quite pleasant oh, wow. um, to do that. And I've um I still I need to get my I gonna get a little operation on both my feet to get this um Nerve. It's actually it's actually a tumor, and technically, but it's a nerve um, scar tissue between a couple of toes that's making my feet numb, and that's not going to be until April oh. April tenth. So I can't really oh, bike right now. I can do spin. For some reason, spin is um, hits my foot differently than than biking. So I can do spin. Hmm. I've been doing Pilates, which I'm just so freaking lame at. I'm just it's so disgusting. Um, how horrible! <laughs> oh, I, am. I know how you feel. It's you know for people who are not. It's, it's someone said it's it's a self-selecting group. So you're in there with a bunch of like Gumby type people anyway. And <laughs> you know I'm this I'm this you know six foot three you know un- inflexible guy dork. Yeah. And uh, you know <laughs> there's all these little like uh, like Russian gymnast types in there, and they're just like. <laughs> And, oh, God, I just, I told my instructor today, I go, I just, I have never felt more, like, uncoordinated and spaz and everything else than, than, I, than I do in this class. But, you know, I have been getting stronger, and I have been getting a teeny bit more flexible. And so I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, it. I'm, it's sort of become a personal challenge to um, not suck as bad as I do. Uh, so, uh, so I end, hear you on that. My, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, at the end of the class, they have this balancing test, which they, so the instructor calmly grabs, stands on one leg, grabs hold of her um, toe of the other leg, um, picks it off the ground, puts it all the way out in front of her extended, you know, and then high up, like, you know, like a, I don't know, figure oh, skate or something. Oh, Statue Liberty pose. And then turn, and then, you know, turns it around, like, almost to her side. And she's like, okay, let's see if we can do this. <laughs> she's like, I can't, I can't even pick up my you leg, know, which less like, you know. Uh-huh. You had a bunch of cheerleaders in that class. That's when I was in, um, when I was a cheerleader. That's what we would call the liberty stand, where you you, you extend your leg so you're you're kind of like a Y with your body almost, uh-huh, and then you yeah, wrap right. it out to the side. Right. Those those are hard. <laughs> yeah, they are. Wow. So. 
Anyway, oh my gosh. so that's my, so I've been doing that. I haven't gotten in the pool because I just, I don't know why, I just can't face the, uh, so if, what I was going to say with people, because um, I, I talked to a number of people lately that wanted to get in triathlon and, you know, they were worried about the swim and it's, and it's the swim, you know, as long as you can make it to the end, which anybody can, uh, like my friend Robos do was, you know, if he can do it, anybody can do it. He was, he's, <laughs> he's like a dead weight in the pool. Um, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's not, it's such a small part of triathlon. It's like, you just got to get through it. And, uh, and once you're, once you get through it, then you'll, you'll, you'll do fine the rest of the race because it's just a very small proportionally. It's a really small part of the, of the whole event. And so don't be put off by, by the swim portion. If you think that's the only reason why you can't, uh, you can't do triathlon because it's, it's really, right. the, it's really the easiest. It's sort of the mentally for a lot of people, the, the hardest, but it's, it's just not that hard. Um, or not that important. Yeah. I, well, say. Me, I can totally relate to that though. Cause that was, um, my biggest fear was the swim. And, uh, my whole first year I was just paranoid and terrified. And it's so easy to kind of, um, let your mind, uh, control your body. Mm-hmm. Open water swimming is so much different than the pool. But, um, I found going through like these certain mantras helped me a lot. Like if you concentrate on your breathing and uh, all that, one thing that what, it was a piece of advice you gave me. As a matter of fact, I was so freaked out about my first uh, half Ironman. I was so scared, especially of the swim up in Lake Michigan. It was steelhead, and uh, you told me you said if you ever get to the point where you are, uh, if it gets too hard or you get too scared or get too ever, just slow down. You're always in control, and and I remember that. And every time I just started to panic a little bit, just slow down, get away from other swim. Swimmers, just stop swimming for a second. Just mm-hmm. catch your breath. Tell yourself everything's fine, and uh, create kind of your own reality that everything's fine and that you can do it, and uh, you'll be able to. Works yeah, for me. It, it, that's good. And I found that two other things. One, you can count your strokes. For some reason, that takes your mind off of uh, the panic. Because I don't think it could do both, or at least my mind's simple enough where I can't do panic and count my strokes at the same time. <laughs> and the other thing is, is what you said is like you know there are times where you know, you're like, you're getting all wigged out or whatever. And just turn over on your back, get to the side of the the pack and just, you know, just be thankful that you're, you know, you're in shape enough and you're, you're healthy enough to, to do this incredible race. And usually, you know, you're in some great setting and, um, mm-hmm. and just sort of, you know, count your blessings. And then once you do, you know, turn back over and start going. I've been in races where people, they do the, the breaststroke the entire time and the the cutoffs are, are generous enough where you could, you could probably do the breaststroke the entire time and get through the swim. So don't, don't let the oh, swim. Yeah. Or tr- or exactly. Swim on your, swim on your side, side stroke for a while. Um, just, just take a minute and collect yourself and keep going. And, you know, just, uh, also another thing you can do is I'm going to swim to this particular buoy or, you know, have a landmark of some kind and get there, take another break. And then pretty soon, if you do things in increments like that, you know, Sooner or later, you're going to get to the end. So, good. And I want to take that's, a. That's the thing that's helped me too. And I want to take a just a real quick second to talk, and I, we won't do this at the at the end now. It, to talk about our tri scholarships because we need, we want to launch the careers of some new triathletes, and but to do that, we need we need a few donations from um, some of our generous uh, listeners, and and they can be ten dollar donations or five dollar donations or or fifty dollar donations, but. Um, 
we need some donations so we can hand out. We, we do have some people that are asking for the Tri Scholarship is what we call it. Uh, and it's, it's available for first-time triathletes. And it's, it's a very cool thing. And we've, we've launched the careers of many a triathlete after two years doing this. Um, I think no. I think we just it's just been um, last year. So what were we up to? Eleven or something? Ten? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's over ten. Several. Uh, and so anyway, so if if you can, and all you need to do is it's very easy. Just hit the uh, PayPal button on my website or Iron Will's website, and just you just make a payment, and it goes in there, and then we um, just turn around and and give it to some deserving uh, newbie and. It's been a really nice program. So if you could do that, oh, and, yeah. you know, it's it's uh, we don't ask, you know, we do this for free and out of the goodness of our hearts. Um, <laughs> so um, if you could just do that for us, that'd be great. Yeah, it's all about just trying to again, you know, trying to grow the community and, and get as many people involved as we can because it's just such a cool lifestyle and uh, it's fulfilling in so many different ways. And we've had people go from like total complete newbie recipient of our tri scholarship and then go to finish iron man and they've created blogs and and they have sent us their story and it's just the most inspirational thing you'll ever imagine their lives are so much better people have lost like ridiculous amounts of weight stop smoking stop drinking stop doing all of these things in the name of endurance sport and uh it's just it's really been a good thing so um i think we have what three candidates who who want to submit uh, an application for the tri scholarship which is mm-hmm. basically an email telling us why you want to try a try and uh if you are one of those people and you kind of want to change your life send us either to uh, trygeekdreams.com or will at throughthewall.com and uh let us know that you want to try a try and we'll put your name in the hat and pick out the next uh, person to receive a scholarship but uh do we have any scholarship money in there yet uh we have uh a teeny le- weeny bit like 20 bucks <laughs> so we need some money. Oh, okay <laughs> that's not gonna pay for a race uh race entry though I mean, yeah. that's what we do with the with the money um send it uh, pay the pay the race registration fee of someone who wants to try the try so they pick out a race we pay their entry fee and uh that's where the money goes for the triathlon scholarship if you want to submit via paypal so so just do it. There you That's go. Good. Okay, we we've had a long uh, we've had a long introduction here, but we we have a kind of a short show today. We have your try life lesson, and All right. Do we have anything else? I think we were gonna were we gonna call Tri Boomer? I don't think we ever set that up though. In yeah, order we're to gonna get his report. Yeah, we're um, gonna get we, his report. We're, we're gonna having so much that. trouble with like the submitted audio. We're just gonna call him. I think from now on. Yeah, and we will have to do that next uh, next podcast because I, I haven't I didn't set that up. So, um, so, okay. um, Try we're going to call you next week. Yeah. So <laughs> hang in there. Stay tuned. And would you, would you have anything else to talk about? Or you want to make this a, uh, a, a sprint podcast a sprint show? Um, well, we do have to talk about the Drymax contest and give oh, the yeah, specifics of that. So we have 10, uh, 10 candidates who are going to compete, um, for a year's supply of free Drymax socks every possible kind of sock you can imagine. Um, Ten people right now out there all over the world have a box of socks, and their mission is to put these socks through the ringer and document their adventure. And the person who has the most outrageous, uh, unbelievable challenge for the socks uh, will be the winner. And um, we need the endurance community's help in selecting that winner. So what we're going to ask 
ask the individuals to do. I'm going to send them out their, their contest rules, but basically it's going to be, like I said, document whatever adventure you can possibly think of via video, um, photography, um, describe your adventure in a written post, but we're also we're going to need some um, video proof or, or picture proof of what's happened with the socks to, to make it kind of interesting. We're going to put all of these selections up on our blogs, and you guys will get the chance to vote on which one, which which challenge you think has been the greatest for the socks and uh, details to come, I guess, on that. So we should probably tell people to, what, tune in to uh, our blogs on a certain day. You want to figure out what day that is and we can kind of put that information up there? Sure. What day is it? Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> um, how about... How about uh, how about by March fifteenth, which March means 15th? I gotta get okay. the show edited like in a hurry. Right. How about March fifteenth? We will have the information on our blogs as to how you can vote. Does that give everybody enough time to get their thing? I think so. I'll just send out the information today that they gotta get going, and uh, they have two weeks to, to put their challenge together. Why don't we by say March? March 15th, why, don't we we'll say March of, why don't we say March thirty first? Okay, March thirty first. Give more time. Okay, so yeah, so March 31st, we will have the entrance ready and also information on how you can vote for which candidate has put the socks through the biggest challenge. And uh, so check in on March 31st to what? Throughthewall.com or uh, trygeekdreams.com. We'll both have the same post that day. Yeah, that'll be good. I was just trying to think of okay. um, something about smelling the socks, if that would be a good test, but I, I think we should pass on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> unless you want to, unless you want to be the only judge in that one. Oh <laughs> my God. Can you imagine? You know what? There won't, there really won't be much of a smell because uh, these socks kind of have those micro, antimicrobial fibers. So uh, the stink is reduced. You know, that's, uh, I would have to take their word for it because I would not smell the contestant socks. <laughs> Too. Oh my god, have I talked about my manicure and pedicure on the show yet? Oh my god, no. I would have made fun of you a long time ago. Okay, oh go ahead. Oh my god. I Okay, one of, one of my New Year's resolutions. Hang on. One of my, one of the New Year's resolutions was to stop biting my fingernails. And so, so somebody very kindly po- I posted that for some reason. And somebody kindly said the best way to do that <laughs> is to have a regular manicure and then that way you're not, you know, you just I don't know, it's you you just wouldn't bite your nails. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not going to bite my nails. You don't want to get your nail polish chipped or something? Yeah, it's not I don't know. So anyway, so oh. I didn't bite my nails and Did they paint your So my Did they paint your nails? I got to No. <laughs> So, but listen to this. So, this is for, I put the man in manicure because I go there. Oh my God. And I take, I take. You just said that out loud. I take my wife and um, I'm just petrified because it's like, oh my God, there's like a whole world I've never, you know, entered before. And, um, but for people who haven't entered it, okay, I had two, everybody who does nails around here at least are Vietnamese. And uh, so I had two gorgeous gorgeous Vietnamese women, one working on my feet and one working on my hands. Oh my and, God. And they, you know, did all this, the, whatever they did, whatever they do with those things, they, you know, buffed them or cut them or whatever. And then, oh. then for like extra money, they'll give you a massage. So I got a foot massage and a hand slash arm massage, like basically from my knees down and from my el- or, yeah, elbows down massaged by two different um, 
two different people. Oh, no. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so any guy out there, you could laugh all you want, but any guy out there, and it's cheap. Wow. It's cheap, and it's like, it's like I was in heaven. It's like, and it's legal. <laughs> this is quickly becoming closer and closer to, to not PG anymore with you. Uh, it was good. It was I cannot good. believe it. Listen, you, you take Mr. Oh. Iron Will to a manicure, he'll, he, will, he will think he's in heaven. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> So anyway, that's. Uh, I just want to know what color, what color did they put on your nails? Is all I want well, to know. Well, what they did is they they gave did me. Did you put, get, they gave me clear, a, right? You got they clear gave me polish. clear, and then they 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 put a little happy face on each. Oh, on you each did each get them painted. No, I you're knew not. it. I didn't. I knew it. Uh, oh, you're such a liar. Yeah, you did. You got your nails uh, painted. No, and I didn't even get them. I don't think I got them buffed. Greer, Greer, Greer my wife was the one that um, she she did all the instructions for them, so. But I kept looking. Oh, so up. she watched. <laughs> she watched. I kept looking over because I'm like, God, this is just like so weird to have you know, other when you're married, you don't have a lot of other women touching you, and it's like, <laughs> oh my God, it's, I felt a little uncomfortable. But it was amazing. So any guy oh, out there, boy. go get a manicure. It's the and, and pedicure. You can't just do one. You got to do both manicure and pedicure, and it's just you'll find yourself. Uh, be like a little slice of did, heaven. Do you do you like? Did those? they put the little little slice of heaven? Oh, manicures and pedicures. Yeah. Did you get I've them? never had one because I'm because I'm not a girly man from South Cal- <laughs> Southern California. You've never had one. I've never. I, you know, I've never even had like a real massage. I've never had a massage. I've never had a manicure pedicure. I've never done any of those like uh, girly things because oh <laughs> I live. <laughs> Do they do they have manicures and pedicures wow. out where you, you are? I don't know. We're all too busy working on the farm and you know doing manual labor and stuff. Some of those Amish wow. people out there could probably get you uh, <laughs> get you a manicure pedicure. Oh, oh yeah, with a with a combine and something. <laughs> oh my god, Iron Will, you got to go do it. I mean, this this isn't really anything to do with triathlon, but it's like, it is the greatest thing ever. Uh, do you know this is the like this is like the odd couple here. You're the woman in our relationship. <laughs> I <laughs> am the chick. Wrong. There's no doubt. Oh, I got to tell you a story. I was with um, my best friend Letty from, of course, Southern California, um, but she's an she's an implant in Southern California. She's originally from here, but she's been she's been uh, supermodelified and well, she was always that way. But anyway, long story short, she came home and uh, we went to a birthday party. We took my daughter to a birthday party, and uh, she's of course all Southern California beautiful with. Her blonde hair and her she stylish outfit, and yeah. and uh, she's she's gorgeous, and and she's just all radiating feminine, and so and I'm of course with the hoodie sweatshirt and the and the midwestern coat, and so we go and we to this uh, party, and we're with these two chicks that that come in, and uh, everybody kind of looked at us because you know they were their couples with their wives and husbands and whatnot, and all little girls were having their their party, and here we come in, and uh, I looked at her. After, you know, everybody kind of paid attention again to the kids. I'm like, you know, we're the lesbian couple here. I'm I'm the guy. (laughs) I'm the the butch one. That's not cool. (laughs) And uh, so that's our joke now. (laughs) So, yeah, and I'm strangely feeling the same situation here. um, Is there anything else you want to tell us? not cool. Is there anything else you want to tell us about her visit? Uh, no, okay. no, we're gonna we're gonna leave that to all your all your sick imagination. <laughs> wow! I didn't get a I didn't get a manicure or a pedicure or a or a leg and arm massage if that's what you want to know. Did you at least have a pillow fight so, with her? 
mud wrestling, you know, a little of yeah. that before she left. So, wow. <laughs> I'll tell wow. you what, though, she did. She did kick my butt. Um, she's like a, a, a. She sometimes runs the Pilates class that oh, she no attends. Way. So she's like sort of a sort of a pseudo Pilates teacher, and uh, so she gave me a Pilates hardcore Pilates lesson while she was here in my in my living room on the floor, and it was just kind of like, oh, I couldn't move really for a, a week. She kicked my butt. That's so. Uh... Okay. Turning you on, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> we gotta go to the try life lesson. <laughs> you need you need some water. Oh, throw some ice uh, uh, down your shirt. Cold shower after the show. Down my shirt. <laughs> well, I was gonna say something else, I but then I remembered are. Mandy's listening. So. Oh, Mandy. <laughs> you know what? Oh, oh, Mandy. I love Mandy. What I wish Mandy say? would come out and us. And I was gonna say I wish Mandy would come out and throw her hat in the ring for a teeny which I She's just she's one of the most amazing youths out there. And uh, so Mandy, here's your official invitation in front of the world. I I I would like you to please throw your hat in the ring. So and Mandy lives out by you, doesn't she? Some, she lives in the Midwest. Someplace. I think she's relatively yeah, she's relatively close. So that would be we could carpool to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She has a driver's license. Wait, doesn't she? So I think I think she's a senior. I think she's a senior this year. She's seventeen. So 17. yeah. So she she drives. I gotta, I gotta. There we go. I gotta send one of my boys out there, my sons. <laughs> to, uh, oh. to woo her. You know, she, they don't, her. she doesn't want to be around one of my sons. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're all. She's a midwestern girl. She'd have to be the guy in the relationship, Lim- maybe. Oh. <laughs> You know what? As lame as I am, my sons are even lamer in the the oh, manly no. man category. They just they can't do anything. <laughs> they don't even know how. Like I was trying to get them to like unfold a ladder to get like the Christmas lights off or whatever, and they couldn't even. They don't even know how to do that. Oh I've, my god! I've completely do you know Mr. failed. Will, <laughs> I have to tell you something about how about how uh, a manliness course or something you need to take because the the light bulb in our refrigerator uh went out and in, in trying to get it out it broke and so it was like almost impossible to to get out he he got it out with a potato what? i'll say that he <laughs> he got the broken light bulb out of the refrigerator with a potato he cut a potato in half and unscrewed the light bulb that was broken in a million shards, right. all dangerous and precarious. And uh, I was like, how in the crap am I going to get this out of here now? And he was just like, oh, cut a potato in half and pulled it right out of the refrigerator. How, You'd have how, to call somebody and pay how him did he 100 think, bucks. Oh, yeah. How, how do you think of that? Because <laughs> he's like a Midwestern man. Oh. You just you just know these things when you go to man school, I guess. When, they, when okay. they separate you out in the sixth grade, whatever it is. You're making me. Um, <laughs> you're making me say this, and I apologize for people that uh, are waiting for the latest triathlon news um, to come across here. But we, um, the city is doing. For some reason, our city, our uh, street doesn't have sidewalks, and so they're putting sidewalks in. And our mailbox was mm-hmm. where the sidewalk was going to go in, and so we, we, it's. Um, I shouldn't say this out loud, but um, the post office does not let you put your po- put your uh, mailbox f- f- um, farther away from the curb. It ha- it, 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 once it goes to a certain point, you can't move it backwards. So we wanted to move it back like three feet, oh. like everybody in our street. So we actually had a garage sale um, for um, for our whole street, and we took that money and gave it to our postman for a vacation or something. And so he went on vacation, and we oh, mo- no. all moved our mailboxes. But 
but you think. <laughs> so I had to I had to get a mailbox. I had to put it together, oh, no. and then I had to dig a hole with a. It's called like a pole digger. So it was like a post digger. Uh, yeah, and post digger. A, post digger, and then I had to get a bag of freaking quick drying cement and mix it up and I don't oh, have like a wheelbarrow boy. or anything and then I had to pour it in the hole and then I had to <laughs> stick the, this thing in the hole and um, excuse me oh, the no. um, the mailbox post in the hole and then I had to like do have a leveler thing and meanwhile the po- I mean first of all I I I put it. I stir the stuff up in a bucket because I don't have any. You know, I don't have a wheelbarrow, which they said to do. And then, then it's like quick drying. So it like quick dries. You know, so the whole the whole <laughs> thing is like quick drying. So I pour more water in, and then it makes it too watery. And then I got to do it. Oh no! It was a complete disaster. <laughs> my my you know my my mailboxes looks like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and uh, <laughs> but I oh, did no. it. But I did it. But I should have hired somebody to do it. But you did it. I did it. But oh. it was like. I think we should we should be playing Chariots of Fire right now behind I, that story. <laughs> I, I, I had to borrow um, not Chariots. It's, it actually, is, um, it should be um, the th- two thousand one. No, like a, like the Donna Man, like the you know the, when the the Neanderthal oh. comes out of the. <laughs> dun, yeah. Dun, dun, so that was my uh, that was oh, my big uh, yeah that was my big uh, manly man oh, thing. Man. But I was exhausted. I had to like take a couple of days off. I actually. I got a couple scrapes. I didn't get a manicure after that one. Because <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, you t- <laughs> tore a or something. I, I'm oh, very that's soft, so funny. Very soft. And, and and we must admit that we're we are um, we've changed the the date that we're podcast or the time that we're podcasting because I must watch the arrival of the stars for the Academy Awards and um, see what dresses everybody's oh, wearing. Oh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm so right there with you on that one. See, I am a girl. I am like all about what is it? What are they wearing? And, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do something. So. Um, I'm gonna do something real quick. Hang on a second. Okay. Here's my. This is before. Okay. This is. Hang on a second. This is before the Academy Awards are is taping. This is about six hours before. Five hours before. So. Um, You're taping the Academy. Oh boy. Oh yeah, I gotta tape it. And uh, but here's my predictions: <laughs> best, best picture. Um, okay. There will be blood. Uh, you think so? I think it might be No Country for Old Men. I think that's uh, I think that's a minor league movie compared to. Um, I mean, I think it's a really good movie, but I think okay. that th- this there will be blood. Have you gotten that out there yet? There will be blood. Oh, I, you know, believe it or not, it, um, like I think last week finally got here. So, <laughs> so um, yes, I predict that. Um, and then I predict Daniel Day Lewis will win for, um, best, um, best, uh, actor. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, mm-hmm. best screenplay will be Juno. Just fabulous. Yes, I agree. Um, fabulous. I, <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> Um, oh God! Uh, let's see. Oh. Um, best director's got to be "There Will Be Blood." Um, yeah. Though, um, let's see. I don't know Joel and Ethan Cohen though. I love them, so I gotta go with them. I think. Uh, I think best supporting actor will be between um, Hal Holbrook. Might get it just because he's old and you know might die. But um, oh. Philip, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman was excellent in Charlie Wilson's Wart, and Javier Bardem 
uh, was great in No Country for Old Men. So I am going to say Javier Bardem, but Hal Holbrook might get the mm-hmm. uh, mercy vote. Um, the mercy <laughs> The you might die any minute vote. <laughs> lean actress. Um, I'm going to say Ellen Page and Juno. Uh, yeah, a, I agree. Uh, upset, but I... Kate Blanchett, Julie Christie, uh, blah, who cares? Um, best supporting actress. I didn't actress. like that, that new Elizabeth. I didn't even watch it, so it can't win. Yeah, I, I was disappointed. Um, who best supporting actress? Who, <laughs> so it can't win. <laughs> who cares? I don't know. Uh, okay, those are the big ones. Those are my predictions. We'll see yeah. how, we, how we do. Um, right. We are all over the place for the show today. Yeah, no kidding. See what happens without uh, without the the structure yeah we, we need, just wing it we, we just kind of go and all right well let's let's uh <laughs> let's let's uh listen to the try life oh, lesson coach's the, corner oh, oh yeah well let's let's listen to that right now okay okay all right here again with my coach dan shelley dan how you doing today i'm doing great will how are you pretty good now that we're getting a bit of a routine started here starting to feel a lot better about life in general um we are uh, going to talk today about now that uh, speaking of routines everybody's sort of probably got theirs established by now what are some of the key workouts you think people should be hitting um is it you know speed work time is it long slow distance time what uh what would you recommend in each of the disciplines that's a good question will and i and i think as with everything, it really varies from athlete to athlete, and it comes down to, to what your current fitness is and, and what your goals are for both your fitness and also races for the year. So that said, let me go through each section. I'll talk a little bit about a few ideas and things you can be working on uh, within your weekly workouts. Um, starting out with the swim, um, that's obviously my biggest area of expertise. Um, this time of year, I think it's really important to make sure that you're just getting in the water. Um, that's step one. If, if any of you out there have not been in the water, <laughs> let's uh, get in there soon. And uh, <laughs> start to get that feel for the water back. Um, in uh, college swimming, we talk a lot about feel for the water. And it's important to be regular in the water so you feel comfortable in there. You may notice that if you're not in the water for a few days, you get back in, everything feels a little funky, a little strange. So it's important to be there um, and, and be in the water regularly. I think two times is a good minimum. If you can get in three times or more, that's even better. Make sure you're getting in the water. With, within those workouts, I think it's important to include a good amount of drill work, um, also base yardage as well, um, just to continue to help yourself get ready for more intense efforts. Um, for me and with most of my athletes at this point, I keep the swimming pretty low-key. It's still early on, and we want to be getting in the water, making that a regular part of our routine and a and uh, part of our habits early season. But at the same time, I like to focus more time and energy on the bike. So once again, ideal to get in the water at least two times a week. If you can do three, that's fantastic. If you can do more, that's even better. And it doesn't even need to be huge, long workouts. As long as you're in the water, I think that makes a big difference. So good drill work. Um, I think it's also important to include some kicking. Um, When you're racing, you don't want to be using your legs too much, but as long as you're using your legs now, um, you won't pay for it later on when you're racing. So an idea of one sample set, I guess I'd think about, or one way to test yourself might be 10 to 2100s, and bring down the interval in sets of five. So start with the first five at a real moderate interval, bring it down five or 10 seconds to the next five slightly faster, keep going all the way through 20, and see where you are. And that's, that's a good type of set you can do every couple of weeks just to test out your fitness, uh, see where you are, and, and see that improvement as you're moving along. So okay. does that sound good for swimming? Sounds 
sounds great for swimming. Fantastic. Well, let's talk about the bike then. Um, if, if you've been consistent on the bike, you've al already been riding for a couple months on your trainer or outdoors, if you're so lucky, uh, to have good weather, it's, uh, it's time to probably start doing uh, some more quality work or lactic threshold workouts. Um, we're kind of moving into that phase with most of our athletes at Vision Quest at this time. Um, and we do most of those workouts on Tuesdays and Saturdays if they're doing our group sessions. Um, what that means as far as a, uh, a lactic threshold workout is, it, is that it's a workout that's including something that's trying to expand that threshold, trying to move that wattage number up or trying to move that heart rate or power up. And so what you'll do is kind of do a good warm-up, get warmed up, um, kind of stair-stepping up power toward that threshold. And then once we get into the workout, we'll add a few pops. So it's a few sections where we go up above your threshold, maybe for three, four minutes. Let's say your threshold at 150 watts. Uh, and that would be power for 40 minutes or hour power, which is typically a similar number. So you'll want to bring that power up above that. So if it's 150 watts, maybe bring it up to 160 watts. Hold that, so good intense effort, just for four minutes, somewhere around that and then back off to 100 watts or even a little bit less just to allow your body to recover um, before you do another step or another pop. Maybe bring it up to 170 on the next one. Go through that, four or five efforts for now. Just thinking about creating that lactic acid, it's something that's uh, challenging for you, putting that acid into the system because you're going beyond your threshold, and then allowing your body to learn how to deal with that, to process it, to clear it out of your system um, so you're able to continue working um, and, and you're not overdoing things too much there. So lactic threshold work I think is good now. Always good to uh, maintain or have some VO2 max stuff in there too, which is extended efforts, 20 plus minutes in uh, 65 to 85% of your max, something in that range. And as always with everything, I think it's important to have uh, just some, some steady state, some sub-max, uh, at least that's the term we use at Vision Quest, stuff that's just low, very aerobic, to allow your body to recover. So quality work is good. If you're doing maybe 10% of your, your work week on the bike as quality, that's fantastic. Let your body recover the rest of the time. You can't go hard all the time. Your body just can't get better if you're doing that. So um, lactic threshold work, some VO2 max, and then making sure you're doing uh, endurance stuff as well too. Now, as I said also, if you've got a good base, I think this is a good time to start adding a little, more, little bit more volume and just stepping that up lightly. Okay? Mm -hmm. Doesn't need to be hard stuff, but just adding more mileage, especially if you're thinking about going long. You know, if, if you're going to be doing Ironman this year, half iron, making sure you're bringing up that volume bit by bit each week. Does that sound good for the bike? I think we are on a roll. Sounds good. <laughs> well, let's keep on moving. <laughs> the next thing we need to do is the run, obviously. So um, running schedule can be pretty similar to your cycling, actually. You want to make sure you're alternating things so you're not stressing your body you know, multiple days in a row in the same way. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you are stressing yourself somewhat. So thinking about your goals, thinking about your current fitness level, um, let's say you're training for Ironman. Your training can, um, can stay pretty low-key. It can really be an endurance run. Training for an Ironman run, training for a marathon, two totally different things. Speed work is, is much less critical if, if you're looking uh, toward an Ironman because no one's going to be busting out a you know, their lifetime best marathon most likely at the end. So important to increase that volume. Always good to add some speed work. I think it's fun. I think it mixes things up. And anytime you challenge your body in different ways, I think typically you see some benefit from that and you grow, become stronger, become faster. So what I'll do with most of my athletes is uh, do some just sub-max runs or just kind of getting mileage in, still building that base. 
and maybe once a week we're taking one workout. We're doing uh, a couple fast miles. We're doing a couple minutes within each mile that are fast, really challenging ourselves, working that threshold, so on and so forth. So, you know, if you're going iron, half iron, keeping it in the submax range is fantastic. If you are doing shorter races, then, then that speed work becomes uh, more important. So make sure you're resting yourself between, you know, speed days or hard work. But um, but overall, that can be valuable, especially as you're going shorter. So, um, how does that sound, Will? I'm I'm thinking uh, we had a pretty good program happen in here uh, <laughs> last time we <laughs> last time we talked about uh, where to where to kind of start out, and you mentioned you know consistency was the key, and just get in there and establish the routine. Now the routine is uh, or should be rather established. Um, that's obviously the first step, and it's time to start bumping it up a little bit with uh, pushing some effort there and building in some, good. like you said, VO2 max and, uh, and threshold work. So I think uh, I think we're good to go. Fantastic. As always, I think I tell you this and I tell all my athletes this. Keep things in perspective. Bring those numbers up slowly. Don't go from doing nothing up to, to doing a ton. You know, the most important thing is, is being consistent and getting to race day healthy. I'll take myself slightly undertrained and uh, healthy. Um, any day over myself mm-hmm. being overtrained and injured, so on and so forth. So Perfect. take your time, start adding the speed work, and you should be good to go. Sounds like a plan. Uh, yeah, I read the coolest thing today. Only bad things happen fast. So, <laughs> 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 so uh, all right, sounds like a good idea. Keep things in perspective and uh, stay healthy. And until next time, I guess that's going to do it. Uh, you want to give everybody your email if they have any questions for you? Absolutely. Feel free to send me an email if you have any questions at all. My email is Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, at lakeforest.edu. And that's with one R, the forest, right? That's correct. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, Dan, and we'll talk to you next time. Sounds great. Have a good one. You too. Uh, Well, that sounds good. I I hope you would actually get one of those workouts in yourself. Hey, I said forty percent. I'm uh, I'm easing my way back in. Okay. So that's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah, he's awesome. He's just uh, I get to actually go to uh, Vision Quest in Chicago on what March sixth, and uh, get put through the ringer over there with everybody on uh, Evo Try. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. What What does that mean? What do, What do you do? Like do you like your um we <laughs> your VO max? We're not, we're not going to get our. Yeah, we're going to go um, get all of the baselines done, get stroking, maybe get our nails done. No, uh, we're, we're going to go get um, our uh, blood lactate done. And I'm totally freaking out about that because that's where they prick your finger. I'm such a wuss about that. Um, and uh, I know I can crash my bike at 16 miles an hour and not be a big issue. But, God, if I know a needle is coming, it's a situation. Mm-hmm. Um so we're gonna get that done, the the blood lactate test, um, some some of the stroke analysis, and a couple other things. And uh, Robbie Ventura is gonna sit down with us and with our coach and uh, sort of go through our plans for the year. And um, it's gonna be a good time. I'm really excited to see everybody again. Uh, Royal Girl and Stu and um, Boulder and Chris Sweet. It's gonna be awesome. Cool. Hopefully, um, we'll have our our first new teammate also chosen by then. So uh, with any luck, he or she will be able to come with us. So that'll be cool. Good. That sounds great. You're so lucky. I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. So, anyway. And you get to, um, go, to the, get to go to the big city, too. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it will uh, it will not be so freaking cold uh, as it is right now. Uh, no kidding. Um, Whoa. What sorry, was that? That was my chair. Oh. <laughs> this thing? This? Gotcha. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm squeaking. <laughs> Thought we had any sound effects or no, something for a second. No, no, Actually, I think by next uh, podcast we will have a little bit of some fun little things I'll have ready for you. So. Oh, okay. We're, we're always improving here. <laughs> we might even talk a little bit about triathlon <laughs> to next podcast. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, we're just kind of a. Uh, it's Oscars Day though. Nothing is. Nothing is. Uh, it's all about glamour and. Uh, it's all about. Course, uh, we, we did talk about glamour. We talked about getting your nails done. That's glamour. There you go. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Okay, let's uh, let's listen to uh, Try Life Lesson. And this is for those of you who don't know. All this right. is where uh, where Iron Will mixes in uh, the sport triathlon with sort of lessons on life, and um, it's always the highlight of the show. So let's let's uh, go to. Well, it. All right, let's roll it. Gasca Groza. My jiu-jitsu instructor would always shake his head through a sallow smirk and call me this. It means hard shell in Portuguese. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. He said it meant I was tough and weak. That I fought because I had a lot to protect. And that the best fighters start out this way. I don't know that I was ever on my way to being one of the best, but it felt good to hope so. I think perhaps we all start out rigid and hard with something to protect or to prove. And I suppose that's maybe what it takes in the beginning, or we just wouldn't survive what we set out to do. Maybe we can't risk the flexibility in the beginning. We're too fragile with too much to lose. I don't know, truth be told. I just know I had a visceral fear of what would happen if I ever cracked. I feared it so much I convinced myself I couldn't, and then tested that theory again and again. If it rained, I wanted a deluge. If there were headwinds, I wanted hills. Anything was possible, and believing this made me invincible. That is, until the day I realized I wasn't. Before that, however, the hard shell helped me survive crashing into trees at 16 miles per hour and 20-mile runs and everything from heat to hail. I found my way to the other side of soul-soaking 80-mile rides, being chased by an apocalypse, and being swept out by a riptide that would swallow me whole. Nothing got in. I pushed my way through, and because of this believed there was nothing I couldn't do. Now, I should tell you, it's sudden when it happens, that first crack. And you know, but you don't want to know. You try to keep the pieces together, but we all have our breaking points. And I now believe it's not until we find them and forgive ourselves their existence that we're ever really strong. To accept being human, to be comforted in knowing we've found the edge, have tumbled over, then crashed and risen to scale the walls again. Clearly, if being hard is the beginning, this is the middle of what we set out to become. And ironically, I do know I've felt freer with every day I've allowed myself to make mistakes, to be afraid and to like the person I am anyway. My strengths have been that much greater, and my weaknesses have simply become opportunities to be that much stronger someday. That said, it seems I've learned the crack isn't the end of anything at all, and not too long thereafter, the hard shell starts to fall away. We stretch and bend, then piece by piece break out of the restrictive, confined spaces we've kept ourselves in, at first perhaps for our own protection. I think we all have our reasons, and though no journey is the same, I don't know that they're really so different. What I once feared, I no longer fear. What I once wanted to protect, I no longer need to hide. And it wasn't the fighting that facilitated this. It was losing, and learning I hadn't really lost a thing at all. But instead, gained this whole new world, just waiting. Uh, well, great words of wisdom, as you do each podcast. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. And... Uh, yeah, balance, finding that balance. I mean, that's, the, that's what life's all about is trying to figure out, you know, where 
where that where that tipping point is and where the where the sweet spot is mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people get into. I mean, everybody I've talked to, at least, they it, sooner or later go through that. You know, when you start out triathlon, it's uh, and, and really endurance sport in general. You know, marathon runners, that kind of thing. You start out and um, it's almost like I don't know. There's a mission and there's like some stuff to prove and uh, mostly you know to yourself and you want to be able to believe that you can make it and you can get there and and uh, it's all these points that you need to hit. But um, I think after you get to that point, it it becomes comes more and you know it may not be after the first season it may have to be after the first several seasons but I think eventually in every endurance athlete's career you get to the point where you know you you really have to adopt a more flexible lifestyle uh, mm-hmm. and, and attitude and, and perspective on the world because you just you can't be so rigid and expect to be able to make it for the long haul and uh, that's how I think we evolve as endurance athletes we start out rough and tough and hard and uh, I can do it I can do it bring it on and then you know as we go on we just learn to be more flexible and it's a process and a transition and um i think right now i'm in the middle of that it's a and it's been a struggle you know mm-hmm. and uh but i think i'm finally getting to the point where i can i can see that you know not everything needs to be so intense and so by the book and so structured and uh in an ironic kind of way being able to be more flexible uh you know you're stronger than you would be if you were that hard Hardcore, rough and tough, by the book, sort of individual. Mm-hmm. I so. to- totally agree. Totally agree. At least for me. At least for me. All right. Well, it's uh, so. it's that time in the show again to say goodbye. Oh, it is, and then we got to get all dressed up and uh, ready for. Yeah, I got to get my tux on. <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> I got to get my gown on. Oh. I'm wearing. Ralph, I'm wearing um, uh, Mark Jacobs tonight. Mark Jacobs. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm gonna be. Um, I don't know. I'll have to go uh, see if they if they make. Um, I get to be a girl though. I think I I don't have to wear a tux. Uh, if you're gonna wear a gown, maybe you... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to get a girly. I'll have to get a girlier gown, so I'm not the guy in our relationship too. Uh, I think uh, so. I think women in tuxes are very. Sexy, <laughs> it's a lost cause. Very sexy. No, I think women in tuxes are very <laughs> sexy. Um, okay, say goodbye. Uh, We're gonna. <laughs> We gotta get in here under hour. We're- oh, all right, all right, all right, everybody. Um, <laughs> until next time, this is Iron Will signing off. And this is the Iron Kahuna saying aloha <laughs> and mahalo. And it's that time again for the business section of the show. Get Your Geek On is brought to you by BMC Bikes, Cyclops Power, Dimax Sports, Vision Quest Coaching, Two Times You, Human Performance Multiplied, Hammer Nutrition, and Zip Speed Weaponry. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for the show, visit the sidebar of trygeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel.